Welcome to the VMOX Road to Mobile Victory podcast. Enterprise mobility is bigger and more complicated than ever. In this series, we'll talk about the latest trends, inspiring success stories, and simple and effective tips for managing your corporate mobile assets, expenses, and services. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Saxby, and welcome to the VMOX podcast. Uh, Today on the podcast, we have Mitch Berry, uh, our expert on all things mobile device management and endpoint management. Uh, Mitch, with that, would you give us a quick rundown on your background and how you became the subject matter expert of securing mobile devices? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. And thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity uh, to do the podcast with you today. Um, I, I honestly have a long history uh, when it comes to mobile device management, uh, which really started back in 2010, uh, 2009, roughly when iOS 4 came out as one of the first devices that uh, could be managed uh, with an MDM system and started there um, with a large pharma company and uh, over three years, we built that pharma company from zero devices to almost 40,000 global devices. Um, and uh, upon, you know, completing that, I saw a hole in the market. And that's when I started, uh, endpoint management companies and running endpoint management for managed mobility companies to, uh, really focus on a strategy and deploying and managing those devices, uh, which is something that a lot of companies didn't do back then. Uh, and, and still really aren't developing, you know, true end to end mobile strategies today. They're definitely doing a lot better job of it now than they were. Uh, but that's where we come in and assist a lot in, in building a strategy of how to manage, how to secure, uh, how to deploy and provision, uh, and things of that nature with their devices. Yeah, that's great, Mitch. Appreciate that background. And I think it'll be helpful f- for the discussion here. One of the things that I think in our community, uh, we kind of get wrapped up on are all the different acronyms that get thrown around. So, you know, at the end of the day, VMOX is what's now considered to be an MMS or a mobility managed service provider. Uh, I would say on a regular basis, feels like almost daily, we get called an MDM, uh, uh, mobile device management. And now there's UEM. So from your perspective, can you give us a breakdown? What's the difference between MDM, UEM, uh, give us give us kind of the lay of the landscape there and how all of this kind of comes together and what all these acronyms mean. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's definitely something that that I've seen also is that, you know, MMS companies get wrapped up as as MDM companies because they are managing devices, but they are not managing devices in the same sense. Um, so really to, to break down the acronyms and, and how we got here, um, you know, really in the early days, it, it started with MDM, which was mobile device management, um, you know, just putting policies and profiles and securing the devices. Uh, and then that, you know, really advanced into what was called EMM, which is Enterprise Mobility Management. And that was really looking at the device, managing the applications, managing um, you know, security, managing um, uh, content on the device and things of that nature. So that was really the evolution of that. And then once Gartner started talking about UEM, which is Unified Endpoint Management, uh, which is really takes what we were doing with EMM, and, but managing all devices. So instead of just mobile devices like iOS and Android, uh, it encompasses iOS, Android, Mac devices, Chrome devices, and, and also Windows devices is really how we get to, to UEM. 
Um, and as you know, MMS, um, you know, more focuses on, uh, you know, expense management, help desk, uh, logistics of devices, provisioning of devices, uh, and things of that nature. But, you know, a lot of times in those conversations that you have with customers, uh, they definitely think of MMS companies as, as MDM companies. And it's something that you have to, you know, really lay out for them and, and get it straight with, with all the acronyms out there today. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, Mitch, I know a lot of our partners are familiar with some of the enterprise applications like Microsoft Intune and Workspace ONE, just to help them give some guidance on where they fit. Do those fit in as MDM? Do they fit in as UEM? Where where would you classify some of the more well-known applications that are out there that the partner community is familiar with? Yeah, from from that perspective, uh, really, that market is is now UEM and all, you know, especially all the major players like Microsoft, VMware uh, and, and even Jamf that does Mac and, and iOS management are considered UEM. Um, and, and if you reference that back to Gartner's, you know, magic quadrant for UEM, that's where you're going to see those players and the, and the capabilities that they, that they have. Um, they've, they've gone away from the older acronyms and, and moved into, you know, that, that simplified UEM acronym too, for managing all devices in the enterprise. Yeah, that's great. So if I'm listening to this and I've predominantly used MDM, uh, you know, I might want to shift that and start using UE. It, it's kind of like there's a, been a shift in the acronym and MDM sort of that legacy term and UEM is really kind of the de facto standard going forward. Is that a fairly correct statement or at least a generally broad <laughs> correct statement? Yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, a correct statement uh, and generally broad. Um, I would definitely start using UEM, um, especially when it comes to you know your your offering from a services perspective, uh, marketing materials and things of that nature. You know, one of the key indicators that I see or, or think when um, customers say say MDM um, or partners say MDM, uh, you know, it, it it makes me believe that they haven't you know really gone through the evolution of of the products and how to get the most out of those those products, which you know creates opportunities for us. Um, but it definitely you know makes me feel like they're they're still working in in you know 2015 uh, when MDM was was a thing. You know, that's a really interesting takeaway, right? So if I'm a partner, I'm out selling in the field, I'm talking to a CIO, VP of IT, a CISO, whatever that might be, and they're still using MDM, that might actually signal an opportunity to have a conversation about how these platforms have developed and what some of the more advanced capabilities are. So that's a that's a good nugget and good takeaway. Uh, in terms of looking forward in the future and some of the more advanced products, you know, I'm hearing a lot of buzz about things like, you know, threat detection, mitigation, et cetera. You know, from having some conversations with you, Mitch, it, it seems like if we use the baseball analogy, we're really kind of in the early innings of a lot of these platforms. Uh, they seem to be sort of, um, you know, although feature available, um, expensive or at least expensive from the customer's perspective. I feel like with a lot of this technology, that's kind of how it starts. Like the need is there. They develop these applications and these features. Over time, they go from being extremely expensive to then these companies having scale and it brings down the price and they become less expensive because there's greater adoption. I kind of get the sense that that's a little bit of what's happening now and we're in those early innings. Can you talk to us a little bit more about 
you know, kind of looking forward in the future, what are what are some of those advanced products and what do you see the maybe the evolution of the customer journey in terms of engaging them? And what are some of the things a partner should be looking out for, asking questions about, or or maybe, you know, even doing some additional research on to know more about it before their customer does? Yeah, the so you mentioned the mobile threat detect market, um, and you know we can add another acronym there, which is MTD. Uh, it, so with that market, they have been around for quite some time. With the you know early days, Hyperium is one that's been around for a long time, uh, and Lookout. Uh, and what I've seen is. You know, customers investigated those products, but, you know, they never really took off and gained a lot of market share um, just based on, you know, a lot of customers look at their iOS devices and feel like they're, you know, based on the iOS kernel and hardening that they already feel like they're very secure and couldn't justify the cost. Um, I definitely think as, you know, endpoint management matures more, um, that market will mature in, in MTD and, and be able to, you know, sell more to customers and provide more value. Value to the customers based on what they're buying. Um, additional components, you know, something that we're doing a lot of work with is identity and access management. Uh, so, you know, a lot of enterprise companies have identity products, you know, like Okta or Ping. Uh, things of that nature. So being able to integrate identity products into the, to the UEM systems and then also being able to ensure that those, app, that applications can do single sign on now when you've got those integrated with an identity and access platform. Uh, what's nice is it, it creates more security because everything is certificate based or metadata based on the back end. And users also get a better experience because they don't have to sign on to every individual business line application that they're utilizing. Uh, so it creates a better experience and also creates more security, which is, you know, re- relatively a win-win, uh, for, for your end users and your security teams. Um, you know, that's that's a lot of that evolution today. And I think, you know, really when it comes into managing um, desktops and and devices, provisioning is, is highly important. So um, Apple Business Manager utilizing those provisioning profiles to uh, ship devices directly to end users and they they're able to sign on. And we install other applications and provisioning and do all that remotely, uh, similar with Windows Autopilot and, and Android for Enterprise workflows, uh, Samsung Knox workflows and KME. So really being able to um, send a device out, make the provisioning of that device easy for the user, make application sign on once they activate that device easy for the user and being able to integrate all those workflows end to end to create um, a solid end user experience is a lot of things that we're focusing on today. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Based on everything you just said, it's another takeaway. It's extremely complex. It's very complicated. Although the goal is to have a seamless end user experience with a significant amount of automation, what IT has to do in the background to make all of those different platforms talk together, work together, really take some significant knowledge and expertise. Um, And so I think this really leads into the next question, you know, why... Why would a company out there, a mid-market enterprise organization, multinational, you know, what we would call sort of that ideal customer profile, why would a company want to bring on a third-party company like VMOX to manage this? Like, what's the, what are the challenges that organizations are running into? You know, I hear things like, 
lack of expertise, lack of, you know, in, in all the different products that you talked about and how they work together and how to build those workflows. Let's, let's kind of talk through a little bit what you see in terms of, I'll call it customer challenge, customer pain point. What's the opportunity look like and why do organizations want to engage a third party to do this for them? Yeah, we, so from that perspective, um, you know, time to market is, is very important. Uh, ensuring these platforms are set up correctly, that things are done the right way. Uh, and, you know, from an MDM, EMM, UEM perspective, a lot of, you know, uh, companies didn't dedicate IT people to those platforms and managing those platforms, uh, because it was initially seen as more of a side gig. Uh, we've got email on these devices and we just need to, you know, create that policy and, and get that out there and not truly thinking about, you know, how to, how to provision those devices and how to do those things. And, you know, there's, there's a, um, a lack of, ex- a lack of true experience of doing this for the enterprise um, from a long-term perspective uh, and being able to manage devices at scale and managing these things at scale uh, with also helping build out a strategy for the customer too. Um, when you talk about digital transformation and convergent and th- convergence and things of that nature, um, you know, how do we help the customer get through all of those components? How do we offload that endpoint management work for the customer, uh, which allows them to, you know, apply their resources to additional things um, and, and build a lot of trust in what we're doing with their devices. And as you know, with economies and budgets, you know, everybody is being asked to do more with less uh, and it helps that they can, you know, have a, uh, a partner like us to be able to do this work for them. Yeah, you know, Mitch, one of the things you brought up time to market is interesting because in some of the recent opportunities that we've worked on together, it has come from companies going, well, we need to do this, but here's our deadline. And we can't meet that deadline with the existing IT resources that we have. We don't have a choice but to outsource this we need specialists that can come in and can meet some of the corporate deadlines that were set for this. So, you know, I really think if I'm a partner listening to this, you know, I, I didn't realize, um, you know, up until recently over the last year or so that how important that time to market is and how constrained some of these organizations are and the demands that are coming down from their infosec teams and from executive management where they have to have some of these things in place. And not only do they not have the expertise, they don't have the time to actually be able to deliver and, and meet those objectives that have been set. And I'm assuming you know your comment on time to market aligns directly with that. And that's a, an opportunity that you see in terms of why organizations look to outsource that. Am I, am I pulling all this together? Yeah, absolutely. That's ex- that's exactly where we're going with that. Um, and, and, you know, because we're we're smaller, we're lean, uh, we can get in, we can start projects quickly, we can execute and close projects out uh, and ensure that, you know, that the companies are, are, you know, hitting their goals or KPIs uh, to close out, you know, we're in Q4 this year to close out their goals for this year and then start some goal setting for next year. Uh, and how do we help those companies achieve that along the way? Yeah, great. The other thing I've seen that kind of relates to time to market and love to just hear your opinion on this is the migration from one UEM to another UEM. You know, again, this is solely from my perspective, but it seems that a lot of the legacy 
let's just call them legacy mobile device management platforms out there, um, some of which are kind of going by the wayside. And it really feels that from a marketplace dynamic, most organizations are sort of um, heading towards either Microsoft Intune, which is what we're seeing, you know, sort of feed on the street as being the predominant platform um, and Workspace ONE as well. But a lot of organizations are in that process of maybe having one of those legacy platforms and having to migrate to a new one. And again, it's that resources and time to market. Give me a little bit about what you're seeing around migration from one UEM to another and the fact that these platforms are also, although can do similar functions, are, are are different. And so having to have that knowledge of, you know, you know, Mass 360 in comparison to Intune and how to set up and configure and how to support all of those end users through that migration and how to create that phased rollout plan. I mean, I know there's a lot to it. So can you talk a little bit about migration from one platform to another? Uh, sure. And, and, you know, definitely what you're seeing is, is correct. We, um, have had a lot of demand for, for migration and, you know, platform change work. And a lot of that comes from companies wanting to go to Microsoft Intune from whatever, you know, legacy platform or even Workspace One, uh, over there. So what's happening is, is Microsoft has done a, a really good job at building their cloud ecosystem with, with 365 and Azure and all of those workflows and setting up Intune and, and autopilot, all those things on top of it so that you can manage your devices, you can secure your devices, you can do all of those things. Um, and you have additional security hooks with, with Intune that you don't have um, with, with other platforms like conditional access and being able to build out those workflows, um, and app protection policies and things of that nature that's, that other platforms don't have. Um, recently platforms do are starting to build integrations into Microsoft. Uh, so you can actually do Microsoft conditional access with products like Jamf, um, for Mac management, which does a really good job. And, and we're seeing a lot of demand for, uh, we want to migrate off of our current UEM system over to Microsoft uh, for our Windows devices and Jamf for our Mac devices. Uh, so we're doing a lot of deployment and migration work there. Um, and when it comes to migrating devices from platform to platform, there's a lot of different ways to to handle that. Some customers do that through lifecycle management. Some customers are, you know, wiping devices and then, you know, bringing those back up on a new system. Um, and then we're also doing, you know, migrations that that don't aren't as invasive um, as wipes or lifecycle management to be able to migrate those devices over before um, you know your your yearly renewal for VMware or mass 360 or something like that is done so that that and that also goes back to time to market working against those timelines of you know saving the customer money by being able to stand up a new platform and migrate those devices over uh, before they have to pay a renewal to another one of those companies. Yeah, very helpful. You know, Mitch, I feel like every time I talk to you, I learn something new and I just think I picked up on something. Uh, so, uh, you know, correct me if, uh, if I've got this wrong, but it sounds like you're also seeing a future where organizations might be multi-platform. And so they might have Microsoft Intune, but they might also have a whole bunch of Mac and iOS devices that they want to have in Jamf. And so, their UEM strategy could be a multi-platform strategy. Did I did I hear that right? Uh, could be. Um, you know, it, the need 
It's, and it comes to a maturity question. Um, Microsoft Intune traditionally hasn't been fantastic at managing Mac devices specifically. Um, they do a good job with, with Android and, and iOS from a mobility perspective. Um, but really having those hooks into um, Macs, they're, you know, that's where customers are looking at Intune plus Jamf to be able to, you know, provide, uh, end users those devices. And, and there's obviously a lot of demand for Mac, uh, in the enterprise and also SMB markets, um, uh, just based on it's, it's a device that a lot of, uh, people like to use and enjoy using. Um, and so how do we manage those devices for our customers? Um, and which is another, you know, component that we see is really, uh, you know, the experience of Mac management in the enterprise. There's just not a lot of resources um, that are experienced with doing Mac management and, and I, Mac OS scripting and things of that nature to be able to effectively deploy and managing uh, Macs for customers. Yeah, that's really interesting feedback to see how that's all coming out. And I think we've all seen how Apple has really started to target the enterprise uh, you know, I, you know, Andrea, our marketing director probably gets tired of me talking about their strategy of, you know, building their own silicone and the power that these devices have, you know, not only for the laptops, but also for the iPads where, you know, there, there's really nothing that these devices can't do, uh, which is allowing them to, you know, really target the enterprise and have adoption there. So, yeah, I can definitely see out the front view, you know, window here, some of the things that you're talking about. So, you know, all of this kind of leads to, if I'm a partner listening to it, it sounds like this is an opportunity for me to have a conversation with my customers about what they're doing around managed UEM, what their strategy is, what devices are they using? Do they have an upcoming migration? Um, in that, I'm a salesperson. So give me, Mitch, a couple of keywords that I should be listening for, or what question should I ask? If I'm, if I'm out selling in the field and I, and I know how to sell expense management and I know how to sell, uh, MACD, move, add, change, disconnect management or logistics, and I've got that, but I want to start to have that conversation with my customer about managed UEM. How, how do I start that conversation? Give me a couple of tools to throw in my toolbox to to really help me bring this into the fold so I can get a qualified opportunity and frankly, Mitch, bring it to you to then help me move that forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I think one of the biggest things that I've seen is is how do we you know, keep things, you know, simple for the sales staff because the conversation that we just had get into, you know, some pretty advanced technologies and things of that nature. Uh, so, you know, our guidance is, you know, some pretty simple questions to really get things started with the customer. What systems are you using today? Uh, getting that answer, how many devices are you managing? Uh, do you have a desire to change platforms? Are you getting, do you feel like you're getting the most out of your platform? Um, and what is your digital transformation strategy and how does that impact um, what you're doing with these platforms are, are some good key questions uh, to go in and ask during, you know, MBRs or QBRs to existing customers. Um, and then also questions to ask in a new sales cycle uh, to really understand a little bit more about the environment and how we can get involved and, and help uh, sell some uh, managed UEM. Got it. So at the end of the day, and I would say very much kind of aligns with the VMOX strategy, keep it simple. Ask about platforms, ask about number of devices. And, you know, if you hear, 
Intune, if you hear Workspace ONE, if you hear Jamf, if you hear a large device count, uh, you know, bring us in and and let's start to do some additional due diligence. If you hear things like upcoming migration, you know, let's just keep it simple. Ask a couple of questions and then you know allow us to help better qualify and understand pain points. Uh, last question, Mitch, that I have for you, and and feel free if there's anything else that you want to add that I didn't ask, but. Let's just to say that we were going to take this whole podcast and sum it up with a takeaway. What takeaway would you give our partners listening to this right now? You know, there's there is a high need uh, for UEM management in the marketplace today. And, you know, come in, you know, utilize your qualifying questions um, that we can help with and then bring us in to, you know, help build build out. Um, a strategy for customers and build out that value for the customers and to help you do that. Uh, you know, like you said, keep it simple um, and let us come in and do the hefty, heavy lifting on those things. Uh, and, and, and don't get down in the weeds on, on everything that we discussed today. Uh, but I'd also be happy to have a conversation with anyone that would, you know, like to know more or understand more on how we can help them. Awesome. I appreciate that. So Mitch, our uh, partner community is uh, small but mighty. Uh, but being in that uh, as a small community, we all like to get e- to know each other a little bit better. So, uh, give us some fun facts about Mitch. You know, are you are you crazy about watching? I don't know the Watcher on Netflix. Do you care about who wins the World Series? Are you an avid fly fisherman? Like, tell us a little bit about you. What makes you tick? What do you like to do in your free time? Give us some fun facts here. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, the, the hobbies for me, I, I don't have a lot because I have, uh, I've got four kids that, that keep us pretty busy with activities and sports and, uh, the things that they do. Um, I, I definitely am, am a, uh, I'm a cook. I love to cook. I've, um, you know, I've got a, got a, I've actually have a brisket on the smoker right now uh, to be ready for, uh, NFL tonight. So if I had anything that I truly love to do, it's, it's, it's probably cooking, um, and, and hanging out with my kids and going to their events. I love it. I wish I was eating some of that brisket with you. Well, uh, Mitch, as always, I, I really do mean this every time we talk about a customer and opportunity or managed UEM. I always walk away uh, learning something. Uh, this is relatively new. You know, I, I think you and I have been working on this for about a year now, and I am really starting to see, to your point, the opportunity that exists uh, because of the complications around these solutions and the desire for companies to have a singular unified experience for the employee that's easy to manage and making sure that that experience meets with policies and is compliant and is properly securing devices, et cetera. So I do agree with you. I think uh, mid-market to enterprise organizations are are really kind of struggling to figure out what to do here. Uh, it, it was in the beginning days, it sure felt like they they thought they did the right thing because they got Microsoft in tune and they did their best to push it out to every device. But now it's becoming a much more complex conversation and they really need experts to come in and, and help guide them through that process and you know ensure that they're meeting the business objectives but are doing so in a secure and compliant way. So really appreciate you taking the time out to give us some additional education. Uh, hopefully in the coming months, we'll come back and do round two and you know maybe spend some more time digging into some of the details of some of those more advanced product sets. Uh, with that, Mitch, uh, anything else that you have for our audience today? Uh, no, I think I'm I'm good for my side. Just just want to say thank you. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity and, and happy to spend the time. 
Yeah, sounds great, Mitch. Enjoy that brisket tonight. All right. Thanks, Mike. From all of us here at VMOX, thank you for listening. Remember, mobile victory can be yours. Just trust in the experts. We'll see you next time on the road to mobile victory. To learn more, visit us at vmox.com or follow us on LinkedIn.